Planning a trip to the Baltimore, D.C. area? Bypass the hassles of JFK or LaGuardia and catch one of five daily Southwest Airlines nonstops from Long Island MacArthur Airport instead. It's a shorter drive with efficient lines, fewer hassles, less stress. And from the Baltimore-Washington Airport, Southwest can connect you to more than 40 destinations in the U.S., Caribbean, and Mexico. Ready to fly through the airport on your next trip? Find out more at flymacarthur.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello? This is Elsie uh, from the LC and Jack Radio Show. Is this uh, is this Frank? It's P. Frank Williams. Yes. Yeah, hey, P. How are you? It's uh, LC and the and the Brett man. Uh, we what had up, you Frank on. Uh... Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good afternoon for you. Uh, good. How are you, man? Oh man, too blessed Great. to be stressed. Yeah, I got two. I know, man. Now, Congrats. So definitely, good situation is going. You know. Congrats on the success since we've had you on, which is, man, I want to say it's probably about three or four years back now <laughs> we had you on. So congratulations on the, on the success. Oh, man, I appreciate you know, it, man. Uh, yeah, you're doing your thing, man. You know, yeah, hard work, dedication. Thanks for having me. I That's it. it. Absolutely. So I know uh, we're going to jump right into it. How much time are you working with, just so I know as far as the clock? I don't yeah, want to what, tie what, what you up. What's the time that you guys are thinking, like 15, 20 minutes? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a quick intro. Uh, you know, we're going to do, we're going to play this, you know, uh, and bring it up on the next show. So, okay. you know, we're just taping it. So uh, just bring we'll it up and uh, we'll go right into it. All right. Hold on one second. Just okay. put your hold and uh, we'll get right into it. Thanks. Thank you. listening to the LC and Jack radio show live from New York and now here are your hosts LC and Jack Welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with your man LC and the Bread Man. Welcome you to another edition of the show. It is unbelievable. Great time of year. Super Bowl. Everything's going on now. Great time. You had the Grammys last night. So a lot of different things going on. But I tell you, Bread, it is great. We have a phenomenal guest who's uh, joining us, coming back on the show. Yes, on uh, a little, you know, not too long ago, so uh, we uh, welcome him back onto the show. So why don't we jump right into it? How's, how do you, how's that sound, Brett? Sound like a plan. 
All right, let's get to it. P. Frank Williams is an Emmy and NAACP Award winner. He's a t- TV, film, writer, journalist, author, and a commentator. P. Frank is the executive producer of the show Being on BET Centrics. He is also co-producer of the ANA series Who Killed Tupac. We are so pleased and welcome back to the LC and Jack Radio Show, Mr. P. Frank Williams. Hey, gentlemen, how Hello, you doing? Hello, P. Frank. Thanks for having me. What's up? What's up? How What's good? What's good? 2018. It's, it's good, man. We're chilling. We're chilling. <laughs> chilling, chilling. Yes, you guys over there on the East Coast, right? You, you in L.I.? Where you at? Yep, yep. That's it, baby. You are back here out in New York. Long and Island. We know your roots from Newsday way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in my New York-ish. I never, never stopped. That's it, baby. Exactly. Doing your thing, so... Yeah, yeah. Yes, all we wanted to circle back with you. Absolutely. We know you're doing some big things, so why don't we get right into it? Um, your series had an opportunity to check out Who Killed Tupac. I guess, first of all, the last time we had, we had you on, we talked a lot about that. Um, whose idea of the show was it? Well, the show came about um, through, you know, myself. I worked on the Tupac case back in the day when I was at the source in the LA Times, but a friend of mine, Stephanie Frederick, who uh, was also a BET journalist, uh, was working with Benjamin Crump, who was the attorney for Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and a lot of different people. And so, you know, she thought, you know, Tupac had never really gotten a fair trial, kind of like Michael Brown and um, a lot mm-hmm. of the other people that Ben had worked with. So, you know, we pitched them basically giving Tupac a real trial, like the real you know, public, real situation that he never got because, you know, I don't know if you know, but no one has ever been charged with Tupac's murder, nor was there any trial or anything like that. So we wanted to put together something that went out and did, to some extent, what the police didn't do, which is interview all the witnesses, the friends, the family, the police, and do the most thorough investigation into the murder of Tupac Shakur that ever happened. And so that's what we did, you know, and uh, it was a six-part episode series that ran in November, I'm sorry, November and December, of 2017 it was really well you know received and it was a good it was a good project man and i just you know as a person who met Tupac in real life it was it was good to just see him get that kind of props and get that that love because nobody else had really done that and it was part biography and part investigative um piece that was a job well done my brother i had a chance to see it all how how long did it and how difficult was it i mean you have got you got a lot of the street um, people to come out and speak. How difficult was it to just to get the guests? I know some of them looked a little out. Well, no, I mean, to, a lot of, you know, there's, there's a reason. You know, there's 21 years since Tupac Shakur was murdered, and there's a reason why there's never one been tried or anything like that because there's so much drama, and you know, a lot of people have gotten killed as a result of that shooting, and so it's a very tense situation. So you know, I had to go to the homeboy, the homeboy, and you know, really figure it out and really hit the, the streets. That's not the kind of stuff that you can do just on the phone or trying to, you know, the fact that I've been at the store Absolutely. and produced a lot of other shows, I think, and what's connected in the business really helped with the credibility of it. Absolutely. And so, you know, it, it was it was tough, but I think, you know, with all the people who love Tupac Shakur, 
I think we owed it to him as one of the more iconic performers ever, not just from a hip-hop perspective, but period. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I, I thought it was, he gave a different angle. Even with the part that I liked that was uh, the way Tupac was murdered, he actually reenacted that. And I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool. You had the blow-up dummies. And, right. you know, because it's a couple different, you know, people said, oh, he was shot this way. And so <laughs> I, I, I really give you kudos for really just giving, you know, because I've seen several of these. But you gave more of a different spin to it. You know, I yeah, you gave the bio. To try to take all of the theories. You know, some people said Suge Knight did it. Some people said Orlando Anderson mm-hmm. did it. Some people said it was the government. You know what I mean? Some people said it was insiders at Death Row Records. So we took all of the most credible theories about what happened to him and basically investigated them all and, you know, debunked the ones that we thought, you know, like Suge, a lot of people thought Suge had something to do with it. And, and through our investigations, it seemed highly unlikely that a man sitting next to you would take all those bullets and that risk. And obviously, you know, no matter what he did on a business situation with, with Tupac, I do think Suge had empathy and loved Tupac. And so, you know, for me, it just wanted to, it was really for the fans. It was a love letter to the fans and Tupac Shakur. Um, just unlike, you know, just like any other young African-American man over the last hundreds of years in, in America doesn't get his due, you know, his due, his due justice. And so we really wanted to do that, you know, and, and basically give his trial on camera, the trial that he never got. Absolutely. Like I said, I, I thought it was it was really, really well done. And actually coming up with the, you know, uh, who, who you thought had had killed him. You know, well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think most so. people, you know, and, and no matter what people say, and, you know, not as if I was there, so I can't say. Right. But I will say that, you know, we, we basically, you know, said that Orlando Anderson had did it, and he obviously got murdered, and we, we actually found the gun and, you know, noted that the gun had been found by LAPD and some type of way that gun never made it to Vegas, and, which is all very suspicious. Crazy. So at the end of the day, Crazy. you know, it is, I'm pretty certain that Orlando Anderson was the shooter of Tupac Shakur based on some events that had transpired earlier in the evening as well as ongoing beef between the Crips and the Bloods, the Southside Crips, and, you know, the Pyrus, which Shook was a part of. And, you know, unfortunately to me, the bigger point out of all of this is the fact that Tupac Shakur, though one of the most well-known performers at the time, for sure, and in history, was another victim of black-on-black gun violence. And, you know, I want to make sure that... You know, people realize that, and some of his actions may have cost him his life. So you just want to be careful about, you know, mixing with the wrong element and putting yourself in situations, which is what unfortunately cost that young man his life. Unfortunately, yeah. So you you did the Tupac series uh, with A&E, and you had an opportunity to work with uh, Benjamin Crump, who was the well-known, like you said earlier, uh, attorney. Uh, do you think about doing uh, some other series with A and E in this type of aspect? Uh, we're, in, we're in the we're in the midst of talking about that now. There's a number of other uh, high-profile situations that happened, and uh, I think you know, hopefully in the next few weeks you'll be hearing about that. Can't, so it's a pleasure to work with You can't you can't leak it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. But no, I mean it was good. And I think, He's like, you nah, know, nah, you're A&E not getting it from me. Yeah, yeah. They um, they were happy with the young people who watched and the social media part of it, and I think we were able to get a millennial generation who weren't necessarily around from an adult perspective when Tupac was alive, but it gave them a chance to see the biography part, I think, really helped. 
And I think Ben really being a lawyer, actually talking to people and, you know, really he, he brought a credibility to it. And, you know, obviously me myself actually being at the hospital when Tupac died and all of that and being there and being on camera as a reporter was a different thing for me, but it, it was good because I think it helped, you know, because Ben was not in the hip-hop world, but along with myself, we made a good team in the scenes that we were in. Absolutely. Great. Like I said, phenomenal. And uh, I, I know you, we know your work with Unsung. Is that something that you still still actively Unsung working with? Unsung is 100% active. I just did a, two episodes about Ice-T, which aired last year. I got an episode nice. about Ray J that's coming on in a few months, and I got some more really iconic hip-hop groups, some of the more seminal ones um, from New York, 90s, late 80s era that are going to jump off in the next few months, and we're going to be announcing them. And You know, Unsung has been, I can't even tell you how much of just uh, a wealth of, of fun for me personally, but also for the fans. We're on like almost our 200th episode. We won our sixth NAACP Image Award this year, and the show really just you know, spotlights and, and gives love to a lot of African-American singers and rappers and performers and jazz artists and blues artists who never got that due and now with Unsung Hollywood television and, and film and comedy and so I'm thankful to be a part of the franchise man and Unsung we just gonna keep riding until the wheels fall off and hopefully get to episode 500 you know what I mean and it's, a, it's been a blessing keep doing it man I love I love Unsung because it's more from a I don't say a black perspective but it's more from a you know, from a perspective that our people appreciate more than some of the other ones done on some of the other networks. Well, I mean, you not can the say it's, it's, it's behind the music. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's behind the yeah. music of black people. And, you know, there's a lot of groups that we put on there who, you know, Houdini, you know, Full Force, or, you know, certain people who would have never got a behind the music. And so as I travel around the country and the world, the people that respond to me the most about the shows that I've done is definitely unsung and American Gangster because there's such a cult following of them. And, you know, a lot of times African-Americans in those situations don't get our stories told. So we've been really fortunate with the show. And, you know, we're, we're wrapping on season nine now, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, we had on the show the gentleman, Avery, I can't think of his other name right off the top, that does some narration on the phone, uh, on the show, or gives some background. Can't think of his, can you think of his name, Brad? I can't think of his, uh, his last name. It's Avery's first name, I believe. And we had him on the show, and uh, yeah, he's he's a journalist. He does a great job uh, giving a background yeah, on some of the artists that come on. Yeah, you know he's great. He obviously you might want Gary Anthony. Um, yes. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, Gary is the uh, narrator's been on the show um, pretty much yeah. from the beginning. So, no, he's a great guy, and he does a bunch of commercials and acting as well. And he's become the voice of Unsung and, and killing it. Loving it, loving it. Well, so that's good. We're great to, great to hear that, you know, you continue to roll that. And then you have a, um, at least as far as I know, a newer series, tell me if I'm wrong, um, on uh, BET Centrics, which re- is kind of re-changing from what I understand to BET Her, I believe. Yeah, no, I did, I did a few um, seasons of the show, um, Being, which aired there. Now I'm doing a new series on BET um, called Rock Rants, which I'm producing for TMZ. This is what my current project okay. is, which is Rock Rants, which is a half-hour music and hip-hop show based on, you know, one of the talent from um, TMZ. And so she now has her, it was previously an internet show, Rock Rants from Raquel Harper, and now it's about to be a show, um, 12 episodes on BT, which is coming out later this year. So that's what I'm currently doing and, you know, still actively pursuing, um, hopefully, the continuation to American Gangster, 
will be coming to you soon. I think people thought that American Gangster should have, excuse me, kept going. And so I'm doing Absolutely. that project with one of the more prominent um, DJs in the history of hip-hop and to bring the 90s and 2000s and 2010 stories of underground street world to, you know, to the world. And so looking definitely to bring American Gangster back, which was one of my favorite series, just in a kind of a, a remix kind of situation. So doing that, man, and, you know, um, just trying to stay stay relevant out here in these streets and, and, and keep doing my thing. Well, you're definitely doing it. Like I said, we, we had to loop up with you because you're doing, you know, you've done, I mean, I didn't even mention half the stuff that you've, the accomplishments that you've had over the years, uh, you know, just for the sake of time. But you've just done so many of the award shows and, you know, just just great to see you really progressing. And it no, looks man, it's like good. you, you got to really be focused, man. You know, I mean, it's just it's good to, I think this has never been a better time for, um, content creators, number one, especially people of color. I mean, you can watch the, the Grammys, you know, last night, and even though enough hip-hop artists didn't win, we were in all of the major categories. And Hip-hop is the predominant culture and the number one music on the globe. And for me, who started out hip-hop, you know, back in the early 80s and was like a real b-boy with, you know, bringing my little carpet to, you know, and, and cardboard to lunch, you know, dance at lunchtime. I didn't ever think that, you know, it'll be a global phenomenon and, you know what I mean? And me yeah, yeah. and doing this on such a level, you know, and to watch how hip-hop has transformed the globe, it's great. And so for us who come from that, you know, all these different shows on from Empire to Netflix to different things that are happening based on hip-hop culture just shows you how powerful it is. And there's never been a better time to be a person of color, especially black, you know, producing, writing, directing, you know what I mean, from Insecure to whatever it is. So um, it's a blessing, man. I'm, wake up and do what I want. I know what it's like to go deliver steel during the late day or work at UPS and not saying either one of those is not, you know, great jobs, but sometimes you have to keep going to go after your dreams, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so right about that. What, what out there, what, so you gave us a, a good idea of certain things. Would you like to be doing big screen stuff as well outside of doing the I, TV? Ironically, I just came from Atlanta. I'm producing a film called Last Night a DJ Saved My Life. It's about a DJ whose girlfriend breaks up with him on the air and um, becomes sort of an overnight celebrity because of it and meets a new girl, and the new girl's boyfriend um, is not so happy about that. So it's a romantic comedy that we are shooting in March in Atlanta, doing that project, um, doing another project, um, like a Mississippi death row case. And then the one that, you know, I think I spoke to you previously, which is my basic, my baby, um, my passion project, which is the story of Roger Troutman, and that, and so that is in in motion Absolutely. right now, and, and getting close. And you know, he was an iconic performer who was a funk musician, but really set the stage for for DJ Quick and and Dr. Dre and Tupac and Snoop in terms of West Coast funk and more bounce, Computer Love, I Want to Be Your Man, all of that. And so that's you know, hopefully that's for next year. So yeah, man, you know, I just want to get my Jerry Bruckheimer on, man. I just bounce back and forth between TV and film and do some digital stuff or whatever, man. It's just telling stories whatever it is and you know thankfully hip-hop is taking me from east oakland and all around the world so i'm I'm super blessed my brother you're doing it man you got a lot of fans here and the audience got a big response the last time you were on that's why we had to hit you up show you some love um no, i appreciate and, it man. Uh, you know, shout out to you guys for keeping the culture alive my brother it's beautiful to see that and you know i'd love to see you guys in person at some point when i'm buying the ny you know right now not right now a little too cold for me 
right now. But uh, I'll be back. <laughs> so, I mean, give, me the give, give me like 50-something, 60, and then you'll be all right. I, I thought it was real quick a couple of weeks ago. I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this L.A. sunshine. I'm going to get with this L.A. sunshine right now. <laughs> so... What you got, Brad? Before we wrap, what you got for? Uh, where, where, where's he at? Where's he? Arkansas? You in uh, Memphis? Where, where you at right now? Oh me? Yeah, where you at right now? No, I'm in LA now. I just I was. Oh okay, LA okay okay. Because I'm I'm about yeah, to go to Atlanta, so I said uh, I might have to come through, but uh, that's a little bit too no, no, far no, for me anyway. No, no, no. Catching an ATL um, in March oh, a lot, man. and you know I'm still back and forth for the NY, but no, okay. you know it's it's a 78, 80 degree. Uh, day here in LA just to make you jealous, uh, you know what I mean? So you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, window down. It's a good situation, so no problem, yeah. But definitely uh I appreciate you coming on, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something uh in in the email because I got a story I want you to check out. I don't know if you heard of it, uh the uh Kenneth Chamberlain senior story, the the Marine from White Plains that was uh gunned down in his own home. You know, see if you could Look at that and see maybe down the road you can put that into a documentary because uh, along with Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, a lot of these stories got a lot of headlines, you know, and Tupac and Biggie and all that. Those, those people that I've known from afar, but this person I know personally, and uh, that's why it oh, really wow. affects, affects me because I grew up with his, his son. And uh, I'll send you the information. You check it out and... You know, made news with, here uh, in New York. Uh, yeah, yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah, made news and, here in New York. And, yeah, and like most, absolutely. like most black men's story of being shot down by the police, you know, it gets pushed under the rug. Nobody's getting indicted and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, maybe you could bring some light to it. You know what I'm saying? Get the truth That's out. Awesome. Because, That's awesome. You know, yeah. even the truth. We all know the truth, but the truth is always being suppressed by no one being uh, accountable. You know. But okay. I'll definitely send that to you. Okay. That sounds fantastic, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. Oh, man. We appreciate you, man. Oh, absolutely. No problem, man. So, Thanks again, for uh, me, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, let's stay up. And uh, hopefully when I come to town and do something in person on camera, that'll work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, that'll work. That'll work. It's all good. It's all good. So thanks for uh, joining the show. We're going to talk to you real soon. And you can check me out at P. Frank Williams on all social media. And my website, www.profitfromit.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-F-R-O-M. IT.com and at P. Frank Williams, P F R A N K W I L L I A M S. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. You got to get your social up. That's what the youngsters, the millennials told me. So I got to do it. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put it out there for you. I'm, I'm, we're going to shoot this over to you as well so you have the link. And uh, like I said, thanks again. We're going to talk to you real soon. Continue your great work. And uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep pushing you out there. Doing your thing, baby. Thank you, guys. God bless. All good. Oh, another great guest there, Brett. Yes, sir. Doing his thing. And I tell you, man, it's uh, just sad to hear, you know, and, you know, your friend passing and Trayvon, you know, just all those stories, stories that need, the, the stories that haven't been told are the ones, though, that are, yeah. it's it's even more painful, um, not you know. Um, oh man, it's the the you know was it was so bad about it is that these stories have the ones that have been told that you know about it's either people have gotten off 
and everyone knows that, or I should say, take this back, everyone thinks that they're guilty, or, you know, the story's told, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Being nobody's accountable. I mean, you can get locked up for jaywalking, you know, crying out loud, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what the the, uh, the separation, the difference is crazy on how things work because of, you know, that racism, that, that card, man. It's, it's, it's a mean card, you know, when it's handed out like that. It's very, very crazy, man. But yeah, that we have to go through this still, you know. Even though we're fighting and we're progressing and moving on, there's still room to for improvement, you know. And lately, we've been getting a couple steps backwards in certain instances, which which shouldn't be, you know. So, like I said, we gotta keep keep on the grind and. Not let things get us down and keep moving because uh, we can't go backwards. That's for sure. Absolutely, and it doesn't help that you know we have a, pr- a president that sets the tone for people to just do yeah. things that are, yeah. are not right. You they know get I mean? brave all of a sudden, like okay, yeah, we're going back to these days. Okay, you know. Yeah, you, know, you have the minority of people that are prejudiced and just. Don't like people other than them, and now he he makes it seem like yeah you can just go ahead and do what you want, even though it's yeah. not right. So mm-hmm. we moved past that, and you know what this world isn't perfect, but when your leadership is is pointing the country in the right in the wrong direction, excuse me, mm-hmm. then you know all the work that's been done. Over the years, to you know, bring us so far, but it seems like, yeah, of course we know we still have a ways to go, but mm-hmm. it's even more challenging now because if you almost feel like we're going backwards, which we 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 are. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just yeah. had you just had a a black president. Everyone mm-hmm. very excited and pumped up and. Listen, our country's moving forward, and then we do a 360 and put someone in that's totally against, you know, All people of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. just progress, absolutely. So, very frustrating. But they always say it's always the will of the people. You saw that last night at the Grammys? Yeah. You know, you got yeah. that, you got that, you know, you got that me uh, movement, mm-hmm. you know, um, all about, you know, about women banding together and, yeah. and they, they made their voice heard last night. Yeah, but, but the thing is still a separation because look at all the people that are on our level is, you know, hardworking, blue collar workers or white collar workers. They're being taken down, a lot of them on accusations and true facts and evidence or whatever have you. But still, <laughs> the government, people in government that are being accused, they're still walking around scot-free. 
and that's that's a separation right there. I mean, that gap has to be closed because all these people just doing stuff or being caught or being accused of stuff, you know, they've been putting on notice or resigning or what have you. But the main ones, I mean, the main ones that has told on themselves ain't nothing being done. That's the problem. You know, that's where the progress there is being uh, left out, you know. So, I mean, they can need to all they want, but unless it hits where it needs to be hit, you know, it's still going to be going on. And, uh, you know, they're supposed to be changing the rules in government, this, that, and the other. Okay, you can change all the rules that you want, but these other people are being victimized or have been victimized and there's nothing happening. Meanwhile, these other people that have done stuff and has been convicted or what have you, you know, has been taken care of on that. But it has to be taken care on all levels, so we're all human beings, regardless. Absolutely. I agree with that, man. I mean, I agree that women shouldn't be victimized like they are. But like mm-hmm. you said, it, it, it is separating us. Yes, it's it separating is. uh separating us and I think women are just like African Americans. I don't put them in the same boat, but mm-hmm. they used to, you know, put African, you know, minorities include yeah. women in there. Mm-hmm. Is that we wouldn't have have the right opportunity. And, you know, a lot of these women have been victimized whether it be sexually, you know, or verbally. Yeah, you know, victimized. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. But, you know, things are changing and you know, I mean us as a as 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 you know, black men, you know, we look at it like, yo, this is at least us being verbally and mentally being abused and physically. Mm-hmm. We get it. You know, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Yeah. We get we get it. We we get it, but this is this is nothing new for us. Mm-mm. At all. I mean, we were raped. Our women were raped, murdered, and and you know, I'm not we're not condoning what some of the stuff that's been done. You know, you had Scott Bell who's recently been accused, and you know, and not not justifying anything here. But when you've been through it and nobody would do anything, it's like you know, you look at things differently. That's why you know, black people have a totally different. Uh, a totally different view on a lot of things, just because our experiences, what we deal with every day. Yeah, you not know that. Absolutely. And so, you know, um, but but definitely, you know, um, you know what's happening in Michigan. We talked about that last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, I, I'm just surprised that. Uh, like they're saying now, Brad, all the covering up, but you know, it's it, it's it's pretty amazing that for that long, twenty years, he victimized so many so many girls. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, just like the 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 family they had the thirteen kids, same thing. I mean, we can just go on and on on how Oh, you got were. one last night. Did you hear about yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the apartment in the Bronx. Yeah. yeah, the five-year-old kid. Oh man, that was. We was talking about like, that. I mean, 
And then one was an MTA driver and one was a nurse. It's like, what are you thinking yeah. about? Yeah. What is going on? These people, oh, man. Oh, Your man. own kids. And one of them has, I guess, what, maggots or something in this, under their skin? I was like, whoa. The thing is, these people are not poor or or can't make ends meet. These people, everyday people, that's making ends meet. So what's the disconnect? Yeah. It's crazy. Something, something sick. Something sick. Because you would think, oh, these people are living in hard times and, you know, got to do what they got to do and neglect and overlooking their child. That happens. Still doesn't condone it. But these people are well to do, working hard, and just abandon the little five year old. And they have other kids too. Yeah, it's crazy. So it was deprived. So it's like... This world is, is you know... Like, what's going on with these people, man. You can't watch everything, but Jesus. No excuse for it, though. Absolutely. So it's uh, definitely... Um, we have to keep working. And the great thing is, is that... It seems like people are starting to come together. I mean... Yeah, we're coming together. I remember during 9-11, and for those listening that wasn't around at that time, or they're very little, I mean, during that time, everyone came together. I don't care what color, size, shape you were. Mm-hmm. Everyone put out their hand to help one another. And we, we had to do that. We, it, doesn't, it shouldn't be just during a major catastrophe there which 9-11 was it should be all the time looking to help one another we do that it would just be so much of a better place and don't get us wrong America is a great place and to me I don't buy into the make America great again we are great mm-hmm. but guess what we got flaws mm-hmm. so we need to look at ourselves to make ourselves better. Yeah. We're already a great country. Did, did you get a chance to see the Conan Visit Haiti uh, episode last night? If you didn't, get a chance on YouTube, man. It was awesome. It was pretty up to date mm. because uh, it was, he was down there during the uh, government shutdown, so it was recent. And, man, let me tell you, I have much respect for him and what he did. He went and you know, he made a parody of what Trump said about Haitian people, and he went to uh, show all Americans are not like that. I mean, he went from the kids kids in the school to the little girls to the street people, uh, the cabbies, to this everyday people. I mean, you got a whole wave of people that he interviewed to, you know, kind of apologize, you know, because all Americans, especially white Americans, are not like that. <laughs> And the way he did it was so much fun, man. I, I was really impressed, you know, what he did. You know, because you got to do that, man. Because that, that's a, a lasting image. That's a lasting image. You know, because when we was in the military, every place we went to, we was ambassadors. So we was always in our best behavior, you know, to the utmost, you know. And at certain times, you know, you get people who get a little liquor in them. You know, we try to curtail them. But you know, when you go abroad, man, you... You shed light on who you are 
especially Americans. You know, we didn't have social media and this, that, and the other back then. So, you know, we was uh, the ambassadors of wherever we went. So what he did is he went to Haiti to be ambassador for what, you know, Trump had said about Haiti and tried to correct it. And he did a very good job, man. If anybody check that out, Conan in Haiti, check it out, man. It was a good one. Good episode. I really enjoyed it. That's what's that's good. What we need. That's what we need, man. People to, uh, you know, mend bridges that have been burnt down by, by foolish people. You know? So we can be well-received, you know, around the globe, like we've always been. Absolutely. So we got some other uh, guests coming down the pike here, Brad. Yes, sir. We're going to... Reach, yeah, we waiting to get some confirms on some times. Don't forget to reach out to Atlantic Star. We'd love to oh, get yeah, them. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. I, I know they did a unsung on them. I don't think P. Frank did that one, but I know there was an unsung done. And um, we got some other people out there. So stay, make sure you stay tuned as each and every week. We will bring great radio to you. So, that said, you got any shout-outs or anything, Brad, before we wrap it? Yes, sir. I'm about to hit the road, man. Do my little five-week tour around the globe. I know you are. Where where you headed? Yeah, I'm heading heading down to Alabama first. I got to drop off the fundraiser down there. Then I'm heading down to Atlanta. I'm going to Texas, uh, Louisville, Texas. We got an art show down there. Dallas, Texas, Lake Susie, Florida. And um, before I come back to New York, I know I'm supposed to be shooting out to uh, Lake Tahoe. My man, uh, Michael Antelon, his wife. He's throwing his wife a 50th birthday party out in Lake Tahoe. And uh, I'm gonna be out there with them for that weekend. Before the cocktail soup in March, you know, so uh, I'm gonna be out there winding and grinding, taking out my boy uh, Randy Gamble and the crew, and my man Dennis Dennis Armstrong, who I haven't seen since Desert Storm. I'm gonna take him out. He's gonna be in the Dallas area, so I'm gonna get to see my home homeboy from VP4, and uh, my man. Uh, who else is out there? I got my man Dorian Webster. I'm gonna check him out in Kenley, Texas. And uh, my girl Charm Street. I'm catch up with her. Tina Bates. Uh, I'm gonna catch up with my man uh, Antonio Albright down at Jacksonville. And my man Cell Rock's brother Fonzo. I'm check him out in Jacksonville. Hard to make it to the Super Bowl. They had a chance. <laughs> I'm going to check him out down there in uh, Jayville when i do my roaming. I'm going to give a shout-out to my potential uh, fundraiser friend, Miss Pat Brown, down there in uh, Roselle, New Jersey, to send her a little package to do a fundraiser for her women's group. I'm going to take, check out my homegirl, Regina Ann Griffin, down in Dallas, Texas. Melinda Thornton down in Jacksonville. Hope to see you guys. Oh, Miss Citrus Cole and her daughter, uh, Kennedy out there in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm going to shout y'all out. Hopefully I get to come through and see you guys. And, you know, the Bretman's about to hit the road, baby, to the world tour. 
I hear you. Well, be safe out there, Brad, if I don't yes, talk sir. to you before you hit the road. And, yes. you know, March, if you're down to ATL, hit my man P. Frank. Because he's going to be down filming. But one of these mm-hmm. days, we will definitely catch up with him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's a good brother doing his thing. And so we got to support him. People are doing great things. We need to get behind them. So with that said, stay safe, stay sound. God bless. Listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Show with your man LC and the bread man holding you down up close and personal urban talk radio. Well, thanks again for joining us for another edition of the LC and Jack radio show where we bring to you great radio. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us live and direct at area code 347-843-4738. Well, we always promise great guests, and today is no different there, Brad. Another icon, man doing his thing in the TV, film, movie, you name it, he's doing it. Well, it's time for our guest, Brad. Why don't we get right at it? Our guest today is P. Frank Williams, who is an Emmy and an and uh, P. Frank Williams is an Emmy and NAACP award-winning TV film. 
P. Frank Williams is an Emmy and an ND. Let's do this again. Our guest is an Emmy and NAACP award winning TV and film producer. P. Frank Williams is an Emmy and NAACP award winning TV film producer, writer, journalist, and author. He is also the executive producer of the show Being on BET Centric. He also co-produced the A&E series Who Killed Tupac. We are so pleased to welcome back to the LC and Jack Radio Show, Mr. P. Frank Williams. It's your morning routine or spring cleaning routine. Target's got you covered. Stock up now and get a free gift card when you buy select items like Pantene, Crest, Charmin, or Tide. Some restrictions apply. Whether it's your morning routine or spring cleaning routine, Target's got you covered. Stock up now and get a free gift card when you buy select items like Pantene, Crest, Charmin, or Tide. Some restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.